Hey guys, thanks for checking out the Bucked Up Podcast. If you wouldn't mind just hitting the subscribe button, like, sharing the video. We have new episodes coming out every Monday and Thursday. Enjoy. This episode is sponsored by Exotic Roots Hydro, which I have to give a huge shout out to. They are a huge supporter of the podcast, and I'm really happy to be working with them. If you're ever in Rochester, New York, and you need to learn about any of your hydroponic needs, go to their shop. You can follow them at Exotic Roots Hydro on Instagram. Shout out their whole team. They have an amazing venue space. Uh, they're going to be putting on tons of events. Just make sure to follow Exotic Roots Hydro on Instagram. And if you're ever in Rochester, definitely stop by. Let's get back into it. It was at this moment that he knew. He bucked up. Now you fucked up. Thank you for coming on, man. It's an honor to talk. I was like, I've been, this is my, maybe the most like listening back to all your other albums. Like today yeah. was one of my favorite, to- like, man, I love that shit. That's what's up, bro. I really appreciate it, man. Yeah, man. Uh, we worked real hard to get to this point, man. So I'm just happy that the uh, music is being reciprocated and people fucking with it, man. That shit. It make me feel good every time I hear somebody say that they fuck with my music, man. Not I've been for through real. it all. I ran back uh, 2K19 like three times today. That album. Oh, shit. <laughs> <laughs> for real. That album. Wow. Fly. Yeah. Wow. That's when I, uh, that album, yeah, that was like my last attempt at this shit, man. I've been um dropping projects for a very long time and networking through the city and doing the open mics and showcases and shit. And when it got time, it, I think uh, before I did 2K19, I went on a like two year like hiatus when I was just chilling. I wasn't fucking with music. I was just hanging out with family and friends and just, you know, enjoying life. But I was just like, you know what? Let me try this shit one more time. And um. That's basically what 2K19 was. That was my attempt to really do that shit. And uh, that's why it's like, you kind of got a trap sound for certain joints. Then you got the boom bap sound. Then you got me harmonizing. I was just like, you know what? Let me just showcase my versatility on this project one more time. If it's a go, it's a go. And if not, I just sit back and regroup and try, you know, try again later. But it just so happened that in the process of making that project, once I met Rim, man, me and Rim clicked, and and aside from me and him putting a, together a dope record, which is Overkill on that album, shit, we got we we hit the ground rolling, and we never looked back, man. It was Word. awesome seeing you guys perform together at that Thousand Words show. Yeah, man, I didn't even realize you were gonna words, be there. Man. I was so excited when you came out, bro. Yeah, I appreciate it, man. I appreciate it. I was uh, supposed to be on the bill for my own performance. But what happened was I was supposed to, uh, you know, go take care of some business and I wasn't going to be available that day, but it didn't go that way. It didn't go that way. And I was available after a while, but they already had the flyer out with the names on it and everything. So um, when I hit Rome, when I hit a thousand words up, I told them like, yo, bro, kind of look like I am going to be in the city after all, but don't change anything. I'm a storm rim set. So he was like, all right, bet, bro. Cool, cool, cool. So. I just wanted to shock everybody. That's why I came in there and we had the mask on and everything. You know what I'm saying? So yeah, you that's dope. That. I'm glad you enjoyed was, it, bro. Yeah, that was dope. So what yes, made you sir. stop? What made you stop two years before 2K19? Um, man, a lot, bro. A lot. Aside from regular personal issues in life, when it comes to the music issues, I was going through a lot also because um. 
I uh, started a company. I started a company and it basically um, didn't go as planned. And it ended up, you know, I mean, failing and shit. And what was the once company? that, all right. So the company that I had was called uh, Winter Circle Entertainment. And um, we was just uh, pumping projects independently. That's why if you go to, uh, you know, datpiff.com and all of that stuff and you type in my name, I do have older projects up there, even older than the ones that's on DSPs. But, um, you know, I was just making music with a couple of, you know, with a couple of people and stuff. And um, it didn't it didn't work out. You know, it didn't work out. And um, I always, you know, had the integrity and I always, you know, wanted to keep going. So those two years, I was just sitting back and recollecting and, and, and picking up all the rubble off the floor so I could start rebuilding. You know what I'm saying? Because, you know, I thought I had something good and. It didn't work out that way, which was okay. It was a very good learning experience because I learned from it. And that's what made me the person that I am today. That's why I'm so resilient. You know what I'm saying? That's why my skin is so tough because, you know, I've been through a lot, you know, chasing this dream, but um, that's what it was, man. That's what it was. It was just basically me just learning the ropes of the game and learning how to build relationships and understanding that, you know, it's not going to be an easy ride, you know? So I just had to sit back and recuperate, bro. So you step back knowing that one day you were hopefully gonna go back, or did you step back being like, "Man, fuck it, I'm done with this shit"? No, I uh, I actually was to the point where I was like, "I'm done with this shit." Plenty of times in my life, but in that particular time, I was just more so like, "You know what? Let me sit back and recreate myself." That was more so my thing because uh, I wasn't running with the same people anymore, you know. And um, I was like, you know what? Excuse me, I had to take the points out. No, I was like, you know what? Let me just do this shit different. Let me just do this shit different. Let me be more so. Let me not want to be the one to be the the CEO of the situation. Let me make myself the artist and let me work myself and let me just uh be a little selfish for a while. I'm not afraid to say it. I was deciding to be selfish because I spent a lot of time, you know trying to put together a label and, you know, working with so much other different people and trying to put things together when I just kind of got pushed to the point where it was like, you know what, do what got to do for you. So I knew I was going to, you know what I mean, take another shot at it, but it was just a break, just a way to sit back, watch the game, plot, see how I'm going to recreate and attack it in a different way. And a lot happened between 2017 and 2019, especially in the scene. Oh, hell yeah. Hell yeah. A whole lot happened, man. Um, yeah. Uh, what made you come back then? Um, I never, I never really planned on like just stopping. Period. I just see my thing is once basketball failed, I knew, well, let me not say it like that. I've been doing music at the same time, and I was playing basketball through the whole time. But once I basically fucked up in school and realized all I had was hip hop there's no plans of giving up. Cause I don't, I don't want to do what I was doing before. Like, I don't want to be in, you know what I mean? In the hood and, and going through issues and drama and having beef and all of this shit. Definitely when I know I got a dope ass talent, man, you know what I'm saying? So I never really planned on giving up. It's just, my thing is I'm, I'm very patient. I'm very patient. And you can ask anybody around me from rim to wavy and all of that. I'm the one that's going to sit back and, you can give you can you can put something good right in the air. I'm not gonna be the one to jump for it first. I'm gonna look. I'm gonna analyze it. I'm gonna make sure everything is right, and then I'm gonna take a you know what I mean shot at it. And that's yeah. basically what I did with the rap shit. I was gonna pop back out at some point in time. Period. Period. 
It was always a plan. Do you are you happy with that? That's how you look at shit, or do you look at that as like a detrimental? You wish you were more just like by the fly, seat of your pants type shit. Um, it's a gift and a curse. It's a gift and a curse. You know what I'm saying? Because um, sometimes it always works out, but it's like I'm an overthinker, and sometimes I overanalyze shit. So it's not always good, man. And um, I also you know correlate that with uh being a perfectionist. It's like I have so much fucking music, so much fucking music. And it's just like, sometimes you can be your own, you know what I mean? Your own strongest critic, your own worst critic, you know? And it's like, I'm like, maybe I should drop this or no, or maybe I should do this or no. So it's kind of pretty good. It's always good to be an analyzer, but you know, you just got to know how to work it to your advantage because sometimes if you wait too long, an opportunity can... You know yeah. what I mean? Slip right from the Is that why you hand. like to be like the artist? Is because you like, I don't know, like I'm super critical of my shit. So if it was a, my like charge to put shit out, like I wouldn't be able to do it. That's why I have producers for the podcast right. that can do it. So I right. don't like listening to my podcast. I just do it because I mm. know, you know, like, yeah, yeah, definitely. I just do to it for me. Extent, I'm not doing it because I, I think it's, you know, like mm-hmm. everyone's going to mm-hmm. fuck with it. I'm doing it because I want to. Mm-hmm. But if I was in charge of it, I wouldn't do it because I'm my own worst critic. Right, right, right. To a certain extent, that's how I work. Um, I don't usually like to listen to... The thing is, the craziest shit about it is everybody around me like to listen to my music. And I don't. So I could be chilling with my people and all that. And, uh, you know, we could be hanging out and they could be like, yo, like, yo, throw that tree grows in Brooklyn on. And I'd be like, nah, I don't want to hear that shit. You know what I'm saying? But... yeah. I understand it. My whole thing is, it's art in line between art and, and self-expression with me because all of my shit is real. And all of my shit, I write my songs in the heat of the moment. If I get time and I'm aggravated or I'm stressed out, I'm going to sit down and I'm going to write a, a, a full song about stress. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. So it's like, I can't really sit down and listen to my stuff back because as I listen to my songs, these memories and stuff play back in my head. You know what I'm saying? So I kind of do like to just sit back and be the artist and do the work. But I also, I kind of also do like the hard work though, because I found a good, like, I found a good balance with it. It's like, I do the music, I throw it out. And then I like to just sit behind the bars and just work my own career. You know what I'm saying? I have no yeah. managers. You know what I'm saying? I, I I occasionally do PR, but with A Tree Grows in Brooklyn, I didn't do it. It's just me behind the bars talking to everybody. Uh, I got a, I got a bunch of merch that I've been working on, working out. I just kind of, I kind of like the sense of responsibility in a way. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. Cause it's all on you. Sure. You can't like blame yeah, it on anyone like else. If it does, if it like works that. or if it doesn't work, it's you. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. I like it like that. You know what I'm saying? As far yeah. as the music, my thing is to just do the music and give it out to the people while everybody else is listening and um, deciphering the music and all of that shit. I'm working on Eddie Kane's next move. You know what is I mean? Is it hard if that's your muse? Like if you use it as like an outlet, is it hard to get that muse because it comes from like a dark place? Like with like, the <laughs> fire, like I don't like with you know you write about yeah. the fire and shit. Like that's a really dark memory. Yeah. But to get to that muse, you kind of have to get to that certain place. Yeah, um, yeah, and um, that was that kind of explains why um, it took a year for me to put that album together. Me and um, me and BG, me and Big Ghost was conversating and throwing tracks back and forth, and um, 
ideas for a long time. But like I said, I write as I live. So um, it is pretty crazy, you know, but I live a crazy life. So it's just it's just funny. It's just funny because it's like I never run out of material because not only did I not talk about a whole bunch of stuff that I went through in my past, but shit is just still going on today. And, you know, the strong me and the strong, resilient me that I am, I'm just getting through it. Letting the time pass. And I'm answering this shit, man. It's some bullshit, man. I'm putting it in my diary. You know what I'm yeah. saying? And it's just, it's just coming out good. But um, one thing I do want to say though, what I do want to say to people is I appreciate it. I see everybody who um is um saying, oh, I nominate this for album of the year and this, that, and that. I really appreciate it. I love my supporters and I love you guys for feeling that way. And uh, I just want y'all to know. Whether it's album of the year or it's not, or whether y'all feel it should be, I just want y'all to understand that my music is personal and it's real. You know what I'm saying? So whether you can what you can you can compare it to somebody that, no offense to any other artist, but you can compare it to somebody that just sit in the studio and write the first lyrics that come to their head. But I would rather you just I would rather somebody come to me and be like, yo, I listened to this song and it changed my life. Or I listened to this song and it motivated me to do this. You know what I'm saying? I want to, I want, yeah. that's the type of music I want to make, you know? So thank everybody, but I still want y'all to just love the project for what it is. Listen and understand it. Don't just give it one spin or two spins and feel like, oh, all right, he got bars. Oh, no, nah, that shit is real. Listen to it. Understand it's really going on. You know what I'm saying? Yeah, I was just on um, Crime Faces last night, Lukey Cage's podcast, and we were talking about it. And we were talking about how you are that way, but also Big Ghost is that way with his production. (laughs) Like, literally, we were talking about his type of projects you can't, you can like stop listening to for two months, go back, and it's a completely different project that you Mm -hmm. never realized before. And that's Mm -hmm. what I like. I'm excited to listen to your project in a year. Like, you know, like, yeah, go back and yeah. listen to that shit. Yeah, man. Yeah. I, I occasionally do that. Sometimes I get high, drunk as fuck, and I just sit back and, you know, those are my times where I gain my confidence to listen to my material. Man, that's hilarious, because when I have to listen to my shit, I roll a fat joint. I yeah, hell yeah, shit, bro. Hell yeah. And I'm like, shit, I, I just got to get through it. <laughs> I understand. I totally understand. But yeah. it's like, <clears throat> you can't say that when you don't listen back. You don't understand and you don't see that that's this is your calling, that this is what you do. You know, I'm quite sure that you listen to yourself and said, shit, I am pretty good. You know what I'm saying? Yeah, I do. But that's what I mean. You're your you're your biggest supporter and your worst critic like Mm -hmm. that's Mm -hmm. because if you loved your shit, you would never want to do more. You would never want to push yourself like that's the that's That's right. That's the right. peril of a creative is if you loved your shit, you wouldn't do it anymore. And if you hated it, you wouldn't do it. You need both of true. it. True. True. Yeah, man. And it's funny. I, uh, I on good calling was <laughs> ghost was saying that you were one of his favorite artists to work with. I heard. Yeah. And yeah. Uh, that's he's every artist that I've talked to that he's worked with has a similar mentality. So it's like, like you have, you guys all want to like work on yourself. There's a reason he picks the artists he does. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm, yeah, and uh, the craziest thing about it, I uh, said this to somebody else. Me and Ghost, the whole experience of putting the project together, I compared it to uh, a kid being at an amusement park when it's time to leave. You know, when it was time for us to wrap up the project, I felt like I had a new friend. I felt like, <laughs> like, like, oh shit, I ain't gonna talk to you tomorrow, bro. Like, you know what I'm saying? Like, that's how yeah. much people's building and um. 
it was just a very dope experience, man. I'm not gonna lie. Aside, like behind the boards, aside from the music, man, Big Ghost changed my life, man. That was a real good alley. You, you didn't have to help me at the time, but um, <clears throat> he saw something in me that you know, it took for me, it took me a long time to see in myself. So I was happy he actually, you know, what I mean, took me under the wing and decided to do this project with me because uh, it wouldn't have been here today, you know, what I mean, on my own beliefs, like. We worked hard with it. I, I sat back and I, you know what I mean? I did my thing and I kind of feel like we kind of put a, put together a classic, like whether it's, whether people want to consider it a musical classic or not, I consider it a personal classic because it was a real big point in my life. That that year that I listened to that project and I just, just like just listened to that whole year, it was like major, man. And it was major. And I, um, I'm happy I really got to put that together with Big Ghost, man. That shit, that shit is real, man. Probably one of my favorite albums. It's I've a beautiful and it's a beautiful piece, just like all together. Mm-hmm. Not it's like it's a work of art all together. Right. Everything right. included in it. So he reached out to you for it. Mm-hmm. Did out of he the did. blue? Out of the blue, he, like one day. Um, he um me and him, I did a track with Rim for him before, and it was cool. He reached out to me for the posse cut for Thieves project. Shout out that's Thieves. when. That's my guy. Shout out, Fee. You already know. UFO Fee, my dude. And why? One of the biggest supporters from the beginning of this podcast. Shout out, UFO. That's what's up. That's what's up. Yeah, that's my guy. And um, that's also why he's on my project. I had to make sure I returned the favor because he gave Big Ghost the okay to, you know, put me on the um posse cut. And uh, my verse on the posse cut is when Ghost hit me like, yo, like, you know, people are hitting me about your verse on, uh, on Fee joint. You know what I'm saying? Like, I think, you know, I mean, we can put something together and, you know, I already know who Big Ghost was. So I was ecstatic. I was just like, let it begin. You know what I'm saying? Let it begin. And it wasn't supposed to be a year process. That's the funniest thing about it. We wanted to get it done as quick as possible. But, um, man, I've been through so much, man. After he told me he wanted to do that, man, I ended up getting into a new place. That situation happened with my family. A bunch of shit happened on the streets. So it was like, the longer I was waiting to go to the studio, because what a lot of people don't know, that a tree grows in Brooklyn is one studio session. Aside from my verse on the posse cut, I did all of those songs in one session. That's how For I work. Real? I live my life. I write my music. I recite my music. And I go to the studio and I do everything in one night, just so you can get all of the energy and just get everything then. So uh, as I was going on and just writing, you know, more stuff was happening and more stuff was happening. And it's like, Shit, it's like so many songs. Um, the I Got Him, the song before the posse cut, that's probably like the third version of that song. Um, fucking East Flatbush, that's the uh, third. I, I wrote three different versions of that song. Uh, Connie Hawkins was two, two different. Like I just kept approaching it differently and differently. And then, you know, the end results is which I got from that one studio session. When did you know it was done? When did you know you could go to the studio finally? Um, when I started feeling like, all right, I got to hurry up and put some music out. It's been a while <laughs> since people heard about Kane. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Uh, it, started, it started becoming a point where, you know what I mean, uh, shout out to all of everybody in my team, Wavy, Spoda, Rim. All of my guys is working and, you know, they just dropping a bunch of shit and, um, I was sitting back and I just kept feeling like 
Is it done yet? No, it's not done yet. Is it done yet? No, it's not done yet. But then while I'm doing that, they release some projects, biz and projects and biz. I'm like, hold up. No, all right, all right. Let's get it together. All right, come on, y'all. Let's get it together. What we got? What we got? And that's when I just knew, like, you know what I mean? It's time for me to put this work in. So it, it was probably like, right? The project dropped in October. I was probably buckling down the end of August. Like, all right, I can't go through this year. I can't go into the fall, winter without dropping this shit. So, all right, Ghost, I think we got enough. I'm going to record. Let's see what we got. And, so um, out of the songs that you have on it, how many were, did he send you in the beginning? Or the, is that the the order that he sent them? Because I know with Feeve, he sent it in the order it was released like that. And he oh, didn't wow. change anything. Yeah. Yeah, no. I just, um, I got a pack of the beats that I had. The beats that I had, it was in no particular order, but um, it was probably one beat. Honestly, the beat that you hear the little the little interlude skit clip that you hear before free lunch the track with me and sky zoo mm-hmm. that was actually a whole beat that i didn't end up using and that was the only one he gave me that whole pack and then he gave me you know that beat that i didn't use but uh he didn't really have to send me send me much like when it comes to um <clears throat> when i receive packs from producers i tell them i like the challenge so don't ask me what you want soulful or what you no you send your beats i don't care if you send 30 for me to pick from or if you send 13 and say I want you to do this 13 just send me what you want and I want to work with it from there you know what I'm saying I don't really like you know what I mean to have much variety just, just send it through and I'll make it work so he sent those joints I laid those joints down it just so happened that that's the project we got and I sent it right back to him it's a uh, it's funny how shit works out like that because it is like it worked out perfect it worked out how it was supposed to and I know yeah, there was a man. lot that came out to it, but I'm talking from an outsider's perspective. Even yeah. the release of it, everything. like, Man, I was very anxious, man. I was very anxious and I was very scared because I know Big Ghost Projects is like major and they big and, you know, the perfectionist in me, you know what I'm saying? I'm like, yo, I hope people fuck with this. And then I'm like, I hope I didn't wait too long to release it because they didn't hear me in a while. But that's just how that's just how an artist's mind is, man. You would sit back for a while and be like, yo, I hope they forget about me. I hope they be-. but it's not like that. You know what I'm saying? Your people, your, your, your supporters are your supporters, and hopefully you gain the new ones, but they're always checking on your music if your music is timeless. But I was just feeling like, you know, I just gotta get it. And um, yeah, man. I smoke a lot, man. What was the question? We got I smoke a lot too. I don't remember either. <laughs> yeah, but yeah, the project, man, it was it's no, dope, man. The process um, was fire, man. Not I, I hope this is a like did Big Ghost know your stuff beforehand or was it off of that one verse? I don't know if he did any research at all, bro. Cause honestly, the only thing he got from me was that verse. And then um he did a track with me and Rem before. So that's me wild. personally. I only know that big ghost heard two verse, two verses from me. <laughs> if he personally on his own time, never told me, but went back and did his research. then that's on him. But I don't know. I don't know, bro. That's why I'm saying, man, I'm blessed. You know what I'm saying? My catalog. I, I don't have, I don't have a catalog. I have about three albums. I'm just getting warmed up. You know what How I'm saying? How many albums do you actually I- have? Like that you're sitting on? Well, um, well, right now, I'm probably sitting on three projects. I have three projects that I'm sitting on. And I have 
three albums that's out in the EP. I'm not counting the street mixtapes from datpiff.com. I'm talking about like, you know, established. And um, yeah, I'm just happy, man. I'm just happy, man. He had a, a lot of people to pick from. I don't listen to the competition. Any of my guys can tell you, Rim, Wavy to God. I don't I don't listen to artists out there. So I just felt super blessed, you know what I'm saying, when he picked me, man. I was yeah. honored. Shout out yeah. Wavy, too, because I love 1224. Listening back to that, that was insane. Mm-hmm. And I want to also shout out PQ for killing that cover. He's a he's been yes, sir. podcast. Yes, sir. Too. That's my guy, man. That's fam right there. Uh, Do you like working with the single producer on an album? Uh, it's 50-50 with me. You know what I'm saying? It's 50-50 with me because um, sometimes I just like the availability of um, using different producers for one project. You know what I'm saying? I just I just like the feel of it. I like the look. I like the, the sport of talking to a bunch of different producers at one time, you know, and, and, and picking the best beats and, you know, going through that 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 uh, stage. But I do like, you know, on the other hand, I do like working with um one producer because it's, it's real personal and it's intimate and you get to really build and uh get your say so in certain things and send them certain samples and try to get them certain beats to flip you know what i'm saying yeah when you're doing your when you're doing a project with mixed production you most likely getting a beat from a producer where you didn't tell him yo can you see if you could flip this for me or you'll see if you could do this but when you're doing a, a project with just a producer you might hear a song and or you might have a song that you heard when you was younger and you always wanted it you know what I mean? Flip and you just be like, yo, can you think you can make this for me? And boom, 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 boom. And that's how that worked, you know? So I like yeah. the I like the uh the the uh pros of both. What do you think the different what difference was in your push for 2K19 that you didn't do earlier in life? Like why do you think that was your moment to really like change your trajectory? I think it was the energy that surrounded the project. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. Once I met Rim in the middle of recording that project and um, also just recording that project in general, I was really on a like, you know what? I'm the shit. I'm a beater shit. I don't need nobody to tell me I'm the shit. Let's make this shit happen. And that's kind of the energy that was pouring through the headphones you know when you listen to the project a lot of the songs is like i'm a wild motherfucker from best stop brooklyn you're gonna have to get a load of me move the fuck to the side y'all ain't fucking with me and i feel like that you know i feel like that shows you know what i'm saying so yeah um, do do you think because it was your last push you're like i'm gonna give it everything i got of course of course of course that was definitely it um I don't know how long I would have sat back after that project, but I know I was like, you know what? I'm going to just give them all I got for this one. How did you and Rim link up? You said it was in the middle of that project. Yeah. So I I, I met Rim long before the process process of that project through family. You know what I'm saying? Uh, Family uh, grew up around Rim. And I, you know what I mean? I kind of basically grew up around Rim, but you know, we didn't really build much until um, I really got serious with the music. And, you know, my bro told him, like, yo, you should get with Eddie. You know what I'm saying? Eddie do music, too. I know you're doing your thing. And um, 
at that time, I believe Rim was um, doing his music, but he was also working on New York Minute. The, um, I don't know if you know about the web series uh, shot by Illa G. Actually, know, no, I don't. Yo, bro, if you got time, check out New York Minute. New York that Minute, is, I will. Yeah, it's a dope-ass web series based out in Brooklyn. Yo, it's fire. It's fire. But um, he was working on that, so I became a fan of that. You know what I'm saying? And every time I used to see Rim in the streets, I used to be like, yo, bro, man, like, I fuck with New York Minute. And it wasn't even about music. It used to be like, yo, we going Link. We going Link. I'm going to catch you. <clears throat> hey, guys. This episode is sponsored by the podcast Woody Two Shoes, hosted by comedian Thatcher Wood. Other than being a really good friend, Thatcher is one of the funniest comedians and podcasters I know. A Woody Two Shoes is available on all podcast platforms. It's a comedic podcast where he interviews a different interesting person each week, and they get into a bunch of different topics. Uh, you should subscribe to his YouTube channel, too. At 100 subscribers, he's given away merch. At 500 subscribers, he's given away a PS5. That's right. Yeah, a PS5. So make sure you go subscribe to Woody Two Shoes on YouTube and uh, follow Thatcher on Instagram at Wood Two Shoes. Two is in the number. Wood Two Shoes on Instagram. Let's get back into it. So I'm trying to figure out what song it was. Um, trying to figure out what song. Soul in a Hole. Soul in a Hole. If you go on YouTube right now and you type in Eddie Kane, Soul in a Hole. You know, it's an old movie, Soul in a Hole. Shout out to Booger Smith, the story about uh, Booger Smith, you know, his basketball trials and tribulations and stuff. And Wu-Tang did a song on the soundtrack. Uh, Soul in a Hole was the name of the basketball tournament, which was in my neighborhood. And they did a song for the soundtrack. And we remade the song, me and um, some guys from my hood. So uh, what Rem did, he, I guess that was his first time stumbling upon me, but he heard me and... Um, <clears throat> He was like, yo, this shit is fire. He instantly threw it on his IG and all of that stuff. And at the time, Rim's IG, my IG wasn't shit. You know what I'm saying? My IG yeah. was just straight, you know what I mean? Street, street, street. So he had uh, uh, Bernadette. He had the people over at Dug Down. He had a bunch of uh, upcoming artists following him. So it was a wrap after that. Once he shared that and we vowed that we'll link up and work, that's how we ended up getting the song uh, number 13, I believe, Overkill. That's how we ended up doing Overkill. The video is on YouTube, too. And once me and Rem did that and we was working in the studio together, it was just a spark. It was just a spark. You know, he had his situation with God bless, you know, the family and, you know, uh, Sean Price and the whole estate. You know, they still holding it down. But, you know, once Sean Price left, Rem was kind of on some like he really didn't want to do it either. So. You know, me and him both put a, a new energy into each other, you know, and that's what you got yeah. today, you know. So that's why the relationship met so good, because it's like we was both on some like, man, what the fuck is going on? What are we going to do with this shit? You know what I'm saying? Yeah. Yo, you want to make it happen? Yeah. You want to make it happen? Fuck it. Let's see what we could do. And we killing them right now. You know, we killing. Sometimes them. you need that other person to like <laughs> vouch for you and you to vouch for them. To, like, Hell yeah. You know? Hell yeah. Hell yeah. I mean, it's always good to uh to be self-empowered, but, you know, getting a push from somebody is always is always, you know, even better. Like, I'll better. actually I'll announce this on this podcast. I wasn't even going to talk about it, but uh, me and my friend, hilarious comedian and dope ass rapper. He's both Shamil Kumar just uh, did a deal with Vivo. We're going to be doing a podcast oh, with shit. Vivo wrapped up where we yeah. talk about whatever music is released that week and shit. We just signed That's that today up. and it's 
It's cool having like, Thank you very much. I appreciate yeah, for that. Sure, man. Looking for forward sure. for people to hear it, but mm-hmm. having that other person, like, yeah. it's cool. It's cool to be able to be like, all right, we're going to do this together and do it as the next level push. For sure, man. For sure. Because uh, once me and uh, Rem made that decision and I met Wavy and Bub Rock and Rome Streets and Spoda and Ty Ferris, that whole family just kind of came together as well. So, you know, I'm blessed to, you know, have met Rem, well, have started working with Rem and meeting all my brothers, man. They gave me a new energy with this shit for real, man. And it feels good. It feels and it's good. dope that, like, it's so dumb, but, like, New York rap, like, there is the fucking scene of, like, real New York rap. Mm-hmm. It was cool. like mm-hmm. seeing you and Rim perform and wavy up on stage at that thousand word show. Like, that was like, I don't know. It brought me back to what I imagine hearing stories of, of like when New York rap mm. in like the nineties and shit, you know? For sure. Hell yeah, man. Hell yeah. That's the feel that, you know, we grew up on. And, um, that's the film that we are uh, trying to, you know, recreate and bring back. And, uh, one thing I do want to say is shout out to Griselda Records. You know what I'm saying? Shout out to Griselda Records because they were they and Rock Moss. You know what I'm saying? Big heavy influence to help us push the culture forward. You know what I'm saying? If you listen to my old projects, you know, the uh, not the albums, but the old street mixtapes from when I was younger, I was always, you know, still rapping and still kicking my hip hop shit too. But it just wasn't clicking. You know what I'm saying? So. Shout out to them for actually letting that shit stick and bring back. And now, you know what I mean? It's just really popping. It's really popping. The uh, the mainstream is starting to try to get back into the hip hop. You know, they're, yeah, they're totally. starting to get back to hip hop. And now, it's so cool that good. the cities can show love to each other. It's not going to be like a rivalry between New York City and Buffalo. It's like, nah, like, yeah, nah, that's it's all trash. the same shit. Yeah, not with me and my people, you know what I'm saying? Yeah, Shout out I know to Rome, there you know what I'm saying? Like Rome this. over there, Rome with Griselda, you know what I'm saying? So not that's for real, I was just with Rome in Buffalo the other day. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Yeah, <laughs> yeah. I feel like um, I feel like hip-hop came a little too far to uh, be beefing over minor shit, you know what I'm saying? Like, what? We all rap, we all trying to feed our families, you know what I'm saying? That's really what it's about. We all trying to get this money and make beautiful music at the same time now. When these artists do what they do and they have the uh the, the lyrical warfare and they sparring, that's the shit I love. I love that shit. But as far as the, the beef and all this shit, it ain't about that, man. Let's work, let's build, and let's keep pushing the culture forward because it took us a while for it to get back to this boom bap hip hop point. So let's keep the momentum going. Let's see. People we're, think we're, there's we're, only a certain amount of slices of the pie, but that's not how it works. Like you said, like you're listening to your like you're not making the music. You're going to make it for when in the time you want to. You're not making it like, oh, what's going to get big right now? Right. There's right. not. A, everyone can put on when they focus on their own shit. I, and I feel like that's what people need to understand, man. That's just that's that's one thing that I learned, you know, just being the person that I am and sitting back and analyzing. You know, I, I, I've looked at people. In, in, in prior incidences and in prior cases in hip hop who, who, who let greed and, and let people around them and, you know, and let, and let mind games control them to the point where it's like they beef with people for minor things and situations get real and shit get real, but it'd be over little bullshit. I feel like, you know what I mean? If it's minor, if it's nothing major, then it ain't no reason to beef, man. You beef when, when shit is real. I'm from the streets, bro. You know what I'm saying? So I feel like I came too far 
I had to, that people made me change my mind frame up in order to make it to this point. So I'm not going to try to, you know what I mean, revert back to that shit. Definitely nah. over no bullshit music, you know? Yeah, exactly. You know? No, you can't take it's just that music. personal. Because usually you At can't all. take not anything personal. It's one of the four agreements. Like, I really do try to live by that shit. Like, yeah, man. Not at all, man. Not at all. Everybody can eat. Every, and that's what I want people to know. It took me a while to understand that, man. I'm a street dude. I have a, I had a street mentality. It was like a Fortune 500 company out on those corners. It's cut, though. It's yeah. dog eat dog. You know what I'm saying? But the game is not like that if you don't want it to be. You, ca- you carve your lane and you make your own path and you just go. It's not that difficult to just go. You don't got to step on nobody's toes to eat in this game. Definitely with how to... The, the, the industry is built now, you know what I'm saying? Anybody yeah. could eat, you know what I mean? Anybody that's could what your mentality shift was? Um, that made it work. start working for you? Um, yeah, basically, it took a lot for me to make the transition, you know what I'm saying? Because I just didn't understand it, you know what I'm saying? I just didn't understand. That's why, like, one day, I just... I just always want people to know at some point in time, you're going to get a fucking biopic, man. You're going to see what the hell I went through just to get to these points, man. Like, I was doing music for a very long time, so I really learned the ropes and the ups and downs of this shit. So it really took me a while to understand, like, you know what? You have to do what you have to do for you. You know what I'm saying? And it's not that difficult. I've I've paid attention to uh, certain artists like Currency rebranding himself, Nipsey rebranded himself after he, you know what I mean? Just certain artists and how they just come back out to change from Titty Boy. Just certain shit. Just yeah. certain shit. And um that's basically what I felt like I my shit was. I just had to learn how to make the transition myself and rebrand myself and just wanna be different about it. Walk my own path with it, you know? When you were a kid, when you were growing up, were you like was basketball what you wanted to do or was rap what you wanted to do or were, were you think you were just it was the both street? it was both well the street yeah it was it was all yeah. of that shit in one because um my brother played basketball and did music and you know when you're growing up in the hood and mom's working pops working you know what i'm saying if if big bro making moves, you got to make the little bro got to make moves, too. So I was following my brother around doing a lot of shit. I was real good at basketball, but I was always also writing music because I saw him writing and recording music. So I got good at that as well. And then when he was going to college, and sh- I never went to school or none of that shit. I was just trying to get money and stuff. That's basically when I got caught up in the streets. But when I get to this point in my life now, I kind of see how everything made sense. I wouldn't have nothing to talk about if I didn't take the, you know what I mean, steps that I took in life, you know? I wanted yeah. to be exactly like him. I wanted to go to school. I wanted to play basketball. I really didn't think about rap like that, you know what I'm saying? But I had an incident when I was in high school, when I was about to make a safety transfer to play for a team, you know, God bless uh, Larry Major. My coach killed himself, you know what I'm saying? So that's when I was, like, at my last point. Like, you know what? Fuck all of this shit. I'm a rap, you know? So, um, yeah. Yeah, I always, I always knew like this was me as a whole. Whether I got famous, like, fuck fame, but whether I got successful for any of it or not, basketball, hip hop, or the streets, this is who the fuck I was gonna be. Like, yeah, that's it. Yeah, that's me. It's weird how that's time works be. like that. Cause like when I go back to like, I don't know, dark times of my child, like whatever. I didn't live like 
a childhood like people around me were like it was a little bit darker and different like I can see now looking back how I like I feel where I am now if I followed that path but I feel like a lot of people get lost they Mm -hmm. like you have to kind of listen to that voice you have to have faith in yourself type shit big faith big faith man it's 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 major with me you know what I'm saying I've Man, growing up in Best Stop, Brooklyn, man, the people that a lot of the people that I was following, that's a lot of people that's my age, man, are dead and gone, locked up in jail. And, and I'm young. I'm young. You know what I'm saying? A lot of my older guys are gone and all of that. So I kind of felt like, you know what I'm saying? I had to make these changes. You know what I'm saying? Like you said, like listening to the inner voice, like I saw so many friends get lost on drugs. It's just so much shit. And I just, Always knew, no matter what I've been through, and I done been in some fucking sticky situations, in and out the system and everything, but I just always knew I wanted different. You know what I'm saying? I always knew I wanted different. And, um, some way, somehow, I just, wanted to, I, I just wanted to be something. You know what I mean? I wanted to be something with myself. I wanted to get off the corners. You know what I'm saying? So I just, I just listened to that voice and I'm happy that that was the voice that I decided to follow. You know what I'm saying? Because there was plenty of times when I was discouraged and I wanted to give up and I wanted to turn away and, and turn back the way I came. You know what I mean? Go back to the block, but 2K19, you know what I'm saying? You just, yeah. you just get that energy back and you know what? Let me just give it one shot. And that's why I was trying to tell you if things never would have clicked, I probably would have just kept giving it that one more shot because it's no way in hell that this voice is telling me, yo, you can be something and I'm not being something. I knew at some point in time this shit was going to happen, man. I knew it. You can't get, yeah. And it's funny that you said the all three tied together and it wasn't until that moment that I even realized the significance of the name 2K19. I know that isn't stupid, right. but I was like, right. oh, basketball, right. duh. How did yeah. I learn? I, yeah, that um, <laughs> using that cover, that was actually the release of the NBA 2K of that year. It had LeBron on the front, and it had uh, different words. I think integrity, this, that, and third. But if you look on my cover, excuse me, it says TKO. It says Gates Avenue. It says Quincy Street. Like these are the blocks that I've been on, and that's like that's so that's actually all everything in one. That's the basketball. That's me, you know what I mean? The artist, and then that's all of the streets. That's the street shit on the side. That's yeah. me, that's Kane. That's Eddie Kane. Shit, it's... you helped me realize that for myself when I made the company, <laughs> basically. That's crazy, though, because you focused on that voice. Like, you don't, like me, I grew up with, like, I know I whatever, like, the surroundings I grew up in or how I, like, I grew up, like, listening, like, rap was my life, like, whether it be both my parents would take me to concerts when I was like 12 years old. Right. Like, yeah, I, hell yeah. The, the surroundings I was in were similar to what I was like hearing, even though the people around me wouldn't like expect it. Cause I was going to right. private school and shit on full mm. tuition. Mm. Like they didn't know right. what I was right. happening. And, but I didn't know what that time was going to take over quarantine. Like I'm a stand up comedian. That's what I did until quarantine. <laughs> and that's, stopped like until i was Mm. no longer able to perform and that's when i started this podcast and when i started this podcast i wasn't even interviewing and like i was interviewing other comedians about like (laughs) dealing with the fucked up being like a mental case you know what i mean yeah 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 and it just kind of fell into place like 
that's why I think you you are word like words can't describe it, but you do have to just listen to that voice. You it's yeah, like for other, sure, man. You, I don't even for know sure. how to describe it other than that. And I don't think yeah. people can hear it. You know, some people don't know what I'm talking about when I say that. Yeah, that's crazy. That's crazy. But um, I'm sure it's a lot of people that do understand and they didn't make that decision yet. So for those who do understand, man, listen, man, that voice that's telling you you can be something and you can work hard and get what you want, man. Follow that, man. Follow that. No matter what your surroundings is, I don't give a fuck if you're homeless. I don't care. I don't care. Work hard. You can be something, man. No matter what. A lot of people already did it. You have blueprints to watch and follow. Be something. Be that something. is the crazy thing. Like everyone you like did it too. And you don't realize yeah. you can just like take little things from everybody mm-hmm. and be a combination. It's like yeah. uh, you were talking about being selfish and like mm-hmm. be, you have to be selfish, but you also have to realize yeah, in the a way. most selfish thing in the whole world is helping others. Like the only mm-hmm. way you're going to help yourself is if you help everyone else around you. So like, that's right. That's, That's like right. being selfish. It can be a bad thing, but can also take it and be a positive with it, too. You have to know how to make it. Yeah, you have to know how to make it a positive thing. Definitely. That's basically what I was saying without saying it. You know what I'm saying? There's a good selfish and there's a bad selfish, man. You know what I'm saying? But. Yeah, I feel like, you know, in my case, you know, the good selfish should be like, you know. Just focusing on my supporters and in, 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 in the same voice that. I give you some hard bars. I just encourage everybody also in my music to just, you know, keep pushing forward and doing what you're doing, you know? And um, I don't like to do music with just anybody, you know? I don't like, to, I don't just work with any artist because I feel like it's not really a lot of people that's that's where I, where I am in life mentally, you know what I'm saying? I don't like to make a certain type of music to bring people down. I always still want to uplift people. I don't even care if I'm talking about if you play with my money, I'm going to give you a wedgie. I still want it to be, you know what I mean, uplifting to somebody yeah. that's like, oh, yeah, this thing on my, I'm going to get some, give, I'm going to give him a wedgie, you know? So, <laughs> you no, know? it's true. It's it like, what it is, that's yeah, what I man. love about all the artists that worked with like Big Ghost is it's all that same shit. UFO, Vic Spencer, like, yeah, Rick Rizzo, like Conway Westside, like yeah, Ransom. Yeah, They're all like, you guys are all teaching too. And, Mm-hmm. It's, a, it's mm-hmm. an energy. Oh, that's what it's about. That's what it's about. It's like, what is the point? What's the point of having a message? Like, if you're gonna, what's that point of having an opportunity to give people your message if you're bringing them down? Like, you have to, you have to give them the trials and tribulations of this shit. And I feel like that's what Big Ghosts understand. Big Ghosts work, work with real artists. Big Ghosts don't work with nobody that's gonna give you no boopity boop bars and just tell you anything. He worked with somebody that's gonna, uh, you know, what I mean, they gonna give you the the, the the, the ups and downs of the shit, you know, that's why a uh, big salute to Conway Westside Ransom, because people think you have to just listen to the music, man. It's not all they're not glorifying the life that they lived, man. They telling you that they're thankful to be here to, today to tell you about the shit that they came out of. And that's yeah. what I feel like my 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 group of elite artists that understand that. Those are the people that I want to work with. You know what I'm saying? Even the ones that's that's not big names yet. It's just certain artists that you can see that in that understand. Like yo, their story is a gift. It's not to. It's not all about glorifying the the, the, the You know what I mean? The the, the yes. glitz. And, it's and about the making the about, choice. It's about listen, making that man. choice. Like that's letting all them it know. Is. Letting There's people them know who have made have. that choice and people who haven't. And you know, you know, like you just know. Fact. It's an energy that's thing. That's a fact. Yes, sir. Yes, sir.
So you are all about like making music that's about the is it shitty like those three albums you're sitting on like is there a chance those will never be released and you'll just like work mm-hmm. on the next thing or Mm-mm. everything everything is going to be released in in due time you know what I'm saying I'm just yeah. very strategic about you know what I mean my music and uh when I drop my music and how I drop my music because I don't like for my music to uh it's just, I guess I'm still wounded by the streets. You know what I'm saying? I have a support system and I have a fan base, but I'm just so, like, I just don't want it to be looked over. I want people to understand, like, what I give you is personal. You know what I'm saying? And I feel like timing is everything. You know what I'm saying? So you'll definitely get these three albums and they're fucking crazy. I'm actually, I'm working on them. It's not like there's three complete albums. You know what I'm saying? I probably have one project that's done, but I'm working and, um, because I feel I feel like certain things have to be in certain places, but I, I I would like to hope that y'all would love it when it drops. Because I'm not gonna take another year gap like I took with the project with Big Ghost. You know what I'm saying? I feel like you know it's time for me to show my creative side, and um, I'm not telling I'm not telling everybody that I'm dropping eight releases in one year now, but I'm gonna be a little more frequent with it. You know what I'm saying? So expect expect some new shit. Expect some fire. It's still personal, it's still touching, it's still dope, and it's going to be a lot more consistent now. You said you had a bunch of different versions of some of the songs on mm-hmm. um, A Tree Grows in Brooklyn. Is there going to be mm-hmm. like a, I know UFO did like a deluxe with a remix, like a different beat to it. Are, would you ever release the other versions you've done to those songs? You know, I feel like um, ah. I can make that a thing. I can make that a thing. I didn't think about it in that way. You know, maybe sometime in the future I can put together my own, you know, like how Nas had the lost tapes and you can get these versions of these records. But um, we definitely, I, I don't, yeah, we're not going to do the deluxe. You know, we already did the four alternate covers and the the, the, the cigarette sneaker box. I feel like we killed them with that. I feel yeah, like all the artwork has been that. crazy. Yeah, yeah, you know what I'm saying. Who so took the Who like, took the shot? Who took that shot? Uh, bomb burner, my dude, bomb burner. You know what I'm saying. Um, out in NJ, out in Jersey. You know, we went out there. Cover. Yeah, yeah. I uh, I didn't know it would be this simple. You know, so that's why I really like it. I it really grew on me, and it had to grow on me because this was big ghost. Okay, you know what I'm saying. I took the photos, and I sent them the photos, and I um. I looked at his previous artwork, you know, I was just so excited to drop a project with him. So I looked at his previous artwork covers and I'm like, damn, I wonder what the hell he going to do with this picture. I wonder how he going to flip it out. And um, when he sent the pictures back to me, he just like sent the pictures. I'm like, so what's up, bro? Like, <laughs> is this the cover? He's like, this is it. I'm like, yo, it's no words. There's nothing, bro. Like you didn't alter anything, anything. You thought it was going to be all crazy, like artwork? Yeah, like I thought he was going to probably make a half half of my head a skull or have me some shit. I want to, you know what I mean? But when I saw it at the same time while I was telling him, like, yo, bro, like it's a plain picture. Like, you're going to, like, it's going to be a vinyl with a plain. And I'm like, it's going to be a vinyl with just a plain picture of me. You know what I'm saying? I'm like, that shit is fire. You know what I'm saying? And it grew on me that way. So the whole idea. Of now, people are gonna have like you're gonna be scrolling through your vinyl and you're just gonna see like a fucking picture of me, like no words, no nothing, just a picture of me. I think that shit is dope and it's hella creative. 
And I'm not taking the credit for it. That was all BG. I expected some wild, crazy, over-the-top shit. And the simplicity killed him. The simplicity killed him. Nah, I loved, I because I love all his covers, and I love this one, especially with the name. Did you have a, the name for the project before? No, we uh we was frisbeeing. We, we frisbee some names back and forth. We had some ideas back and forth, but uh, I already knew it, the book from back in the day. You know, I have an older sister that used to read like a motherfucker, so... I remember her actually having a book, A Tree Grows in Brooklyn. So when he said that, the light bulb up in my head just, you know what I mean, blew what was, up. What did you, I was like, oh, shit. What nice. was your first name <laughs> that you were th- thought you were going to name it? Oh, man. You know what? Damn. Ah. I would, I would, re- I would literally sit here right now and scroll back in my messages just to tell you. It was some bull. It, I think mine was some bullshit. I'm not going to, I'm not going to lie. It was something very, like, it was something very whack, but um, yeah, yeah, no, nah. we went with <laughs> was, those shit. We went with those, was, yeah, because nah. mine's because I think like we we had the title long before we even started working on the music. Before he sent me the beats, we had the title with a project already. So that's what I'm trying to say. Oh, like, really? I had, had no. The... We had the title first, so I had no. I I had nothing to you know get a vibe off or anything to kind of even think about what it would be so i think when we was just frisbee i said some dumb shit and then i was like you know what forget it and we laughed about it but that's what that's another thing that uh made me a ghost relationship so cool because it was fun man it was fun it was um it was no like you know no egos in a way me and him was just cracking so much jokes and it was so cool and we were so free about going with the project and he like yo bro like you think I should do this? You know what I mean? I'm like, yo, you think I should do this with the pride? You're like, nah. All right, well, what about this shit? All right, well, that might work. All right, fuck it. You know, I don't want to do that. We're going to do this. And it was just so much going back and forth just to make it perfect that it just made a, a dope-ass bond, man. And we worked and we made a masterpiece. You really uh, did. Uh, everyone listening, I mean, I hope everyone listening has already heard it, but if you haven't, definitely go back and check it out because it's... Yeah, I mean, man. And I've only listened to it a handful of times that I, that I there's so much more to like unwind and unpack from it. Yeah, and I really appreciate that, bro. Because um these days um the fucking people projects don't make it past the weekend. You know what I'm saying? People get one yeah. spin. I know people who play people projects once and be like, oh, it's trash or oh, it's that's not how you really listen to an album. You know what I'm saying? And uh. That's what I would definitely want for people to understand with a tree grows in Brooklyn. It's not an album that you're going to listen to one time and think that you're going to, you know, get your outcome from. So I really appreciate you listening to that shit more than once, man. You got to you got to let it spin more than once. No, or, of course. Do you got do you have a plan on like going on tour? Like, I'd love to see a you and Rim tour. That would be insane. Yeah. Hell yeah. Hell yeah. As soon as um some people reach out and we can set these dates and you know, everything is right. I'm out there. You know what I'm saying? I'm ready. I'm actually ready. I'm ready. Do you have a, like a, a time in your head that you think you're going to do your next release for? Or are you just letting it sit? With this? Yeah. I'm not gonna, um, I'm not gonna play with, uh, 2022. You see how 2021, I didn't drop my album. I, I waited. I dropped 1224, uh, 1224, uh, 2020. And then that whole year, until October 15th, 2021 is when I dropped my next album, but I'm not going to play with 22. I'm thinking, and I'm going to let the people know too. I'm very secretive about it. I don't really like to let people know when I release projects. I never gave people a date. Yeah. That's oh, you never, never like. gave anyone I a date? I never for the- gave a date. When I post projects, I usually post them the day of 
or you probably see artwork and hear coming soon and won't know when it's coming soon, but I don't really give dates like that. But I'm not playing. January, I'm coming out smashing. Like, you know what I'm saying? We're going we gonna to work the rest of this year out. Y'all got some more videos to expect from the Tree Bros in Brooklyn. You got the uh, merch. I'm dropping the merch soon. You know, everything, hats, sweaters, all of that stuff is coming soon. And that's what we're going to work out for the rest of this. It's only two, you know, one more month, basically. But uh, yeah, yeah. I want to say, you know, January, you know, late January, February. But in the beginning of the year, we're not playing. We're coming out 2022 with a bang. Can't wait to hear. And I also last before we end, I also have to shout out the work, the merch you did with Kip. Kip literally lives 10 minutes away from me. Oh, he does. The, he oh, does, shit. He what? literally lives in Massachusetts, like 10, 15 minutes away from me. So he killed wow. that piece that you guys did together. Yo, yeah, man. Salute to Kip for that piece. I really appreciate it. I just met him at the Thousand Words show. That was my first time meeting him that night, bro. Yeah, he's a you know dope ass dude. Dope dope ass hell yeah, yeah. Hell yeah. Hell yeah. Hell yeah. And he's going to be doing now. the logo for the Vivo podcast. So you guys can check that <laughs> out coming soon. Man, thank yeah, you so fire, much for man. coming on. It was an honor talking to you for real. Anytime, bro. Anytime. You already know how to hit me, man. We could do this again, bro. I'm here. Man, I'd love that. I'd love that. Thank you. I'm yes, going to come sir. out to your show. Everyone go. Where the, can they follow you online? Get your merch and shit. All right. So uh, Twitter and Instagram is at underscore Eddie Kane. Kane is K-A-I-N-E. You know, Eddie, E-D-D-I-E. And um, EddieKane.com. That's where everything is at. You know what I'm saying? And other than that, y'all see me where y'all see me, man. I'm always in the streets, man. Holla at your boy. <laughs> man, thank you. Thanks, everyone, for listening. Peace. You already know, bro. Man, thank you so much for coming on. This was awesome getting to sit down and talk. Hell yeah, bro. This is dope, man. Anytime, man. Anytime. You got me. Just hit me up. Let me know, man. Well, man, I, I appreciate wanna, that. Thank you. And, uh, yeah, this for will, the next this project, be... we could definitely do an exclusive if you want to, too. Oh, I'd love that. We can do one in person. I got a studio in oh, the East yeah. Village. Yeah, you did say it. that. Yeah, hell yeah. I'm coming out there. Just let Perfect. me know. We're going to line that up. Awesome, man. Thank you. I hope you have a good rest of your night. All right. You too, bro. Take care. All right. Peace.